Welcome to Unproduced, the show where we dig up Hollywood's old scripts and whack them with a baseball bat until candy comes out. I am Violet, and alongside me, as always, is Zach. I got a lot of sweet candy over here, Violet. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, did a, you get it? Got a cabinet full of Smarties. Well, I was whacking those scripts, like you said. Yeah. You know, I grabbed them. I grabbed a bunch of them, and I started whacking. Yeah. Oh, and Smarties came out. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got a cabinet full. Yeah, but of what's what script gave you these Smarties, though? Is it the one we're covering today while you were prepping for it? This is what happened? Actually, I think it was Justice League Mortal, but we'll get there. But uh, this week we're talking about <laughs> something else, I think. Yes, that's true. We are. We are talking about something that is as pastel as a bunch of Smarties, though. Right. Uh, and we're just talking... sickening, you know what I mean? <laughs> I wish he was wrong, folks, but mm. he is not. No. Uh, we are talking about the recent TV pilot for the CW's live-action Powerpuff Girls. It was my choice. I picked this one. I was very excited. <laughs> Why did I do this to us? I don't know. But, you know, it needed to be done. It did. All right. So before we really dive in, it is important to note that the script we're dealing with is from early 2021. It's the most recent one we've covered. Um, it means that if everything went well, it would have been part of the CW's fall 2021 lineup. Uh, as we'll discuss, things did not well this time around however the project itself is still in development right uh we'll touch on it towards the end of the show but the script we're going to tell you all about is not new or in active development as of 2022 it's the 2021 draft that leaked about a year ago and i think they filmed this one right yeah this is the one with a where uh, where they actually did a pilot commitment and shot it Mm. um some people there there are sort of conflicting accounts out there about how many scripts there were right um best as i can tell there were there's the one that we're covering today and then there was a barely changed draft it was the shooting script gotcha um so some people out there are like oh they they rewrote the whole thing because people were mad on the internet no they shot it a week after the script the script leaked it's not it's not what happened yeah <laughs> might have been better if if it had, but it, but it didn't. <laughs> I'd be curious to see it. I want to see, you know, now that we've read it, you know, I wonder, wonder if it is just you know, beat for beat the same. Yeah, I think it would pair well with the uh, the Wonder Woman script from David Kelly. Right. To watch that pilot and this one. Right. I think they're, they're at about the same level. Sure, yeah. All right, so if you were in our age bracket, uh, you probably remember growing up with the OG Powerpuff Girls animated TV show on Cartoon Network. If you were young on, in 2016, you might be more familiar with the animated reboot Boot, which was also on Cartoon Network. I didn't know they did a reboot, actually. Yeah, I, I missed the whole thing. Mm. But apparently it went well. That's good. Uh, it was just more of kind of a similar thing. Right. Just bringing it back. Uh, still, if you don't know anything at all, don't worry. Powerpuff Girls, in all its animated iterations, follows a pretty simple and straightforward plot. It follows the adventures of three crime-fighting sisters who were created when their father combined sugar, spice, everything nice, and the mysterious chemical X. <laughs> Which I believe is probably just Ajax dish soap. Yeah, I wouldn't put that past him. Right. <laughs> um, Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup's original prepubescent adventures ran from 1998 to 2005, shepherded by the creator Craig McCracken. And the show sprang from McCracken's student film, uh, which he submitted to Cartoon Network while he was a student at CalArts. And I think Craig McCracken is the same guy that created Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, right? Yeah, I think he went on to do that. Yeah, yeah a lot of those Cartoon Network guys, like we, we'll touch on it later on, but uh, Tartakovsky sure. worked on this. Okay, yeah. Uh, as well as like Dexter's Lab and some of those other shows. Samurai Jack, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, now, Zach, did yeah. you know the original name of the show was not Powerpuff Girls? I didn't. I didn't know that till recently. Yeah. I didn't know until I did a little bit of research, too. Uh, but it was something that struck me as very James Gunn-esque. Mm-hmm. Any guesses what McCracken originally called his short uh, his short um, film? Hmm. Well, he wouldn't have called it the the Powerpuff Girls. That's that's not a trope he'd do until later. So I don't really know. <laughs> the uh, Powerpuff Girls, right? You know, or just Powerpuff, which is what they're trying yeah. to call it now. Really? Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, this pilot was called Whoop Ass Stew, oh. which honestly, like, I don't care what it is, I would watch that. Yeah. It doesn't uh, matter what's going on. I mean, it's catchy. Yeah. It's funny. There's a logo out there. We'll probably pop it up on our Instagram at some point. It's... We, can we? Well, we called episode one Bruce's Kazoo. Can mm-hmm. we call this episode Whoop Ass Stew? Can, like, could we do that? Maybe. Oh, absolutely. If not, we'll trim this out. Yeah. But like, no, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. It's very funny. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that name obviously gets changed when Cartoon Network picked this up as a show. Mm-hmm. Um, incidentally, if you need more proof that sexism is both thing and also incredibly idiotic. Uh, Cartoon Network showed this pilot to a bunch of 11-year-old boys, and McCracken remembers they were saying, this is stupid, little girls can't be superheroes. And that's not at all a thing that guys still say today, right? Definitely not. Am I right? Obviously, the the gender has learned better. Right, obviously. (laughs) But of course, and they learned from uh, Powerpuff Girls, because the thing is, when this quote-unquote stupid show debuted, Mm. it was the highest-rated premiere in Cartoon Network history. Over the course of six seasons, the show regularly tops the viewing charts for cable shows in its Friday night time slot. The show was also nominated for six Emmys and won two of them. I had no idea. I didn't realize that either, but a like, good show. And it you know, it earned the rewards it got, for sure. Um, and one of the early reviews of Powerpuff Girls in the New York Times kind of sums up for me why the show worked so well. Um, they The reviewer said that it's the sort of playful satire that it can appeal as much to a viewer of 37 as seven um i think that's definitely true i didn't watch the show as a kid but in prep for this episode i watched uh first couple episodes of the original show and it's definitely that there's stuff in there that is like just funny because it's silly and there's jokes just like in any any cartoon show that are meant for the adults sure yeah i i always remember just the the theme song like that intro kicks ass yeah that's really good All right, so that's the OG show, uh, but unfortunately, we have to leave that behind to dig into our main course, uh, which we have dusted with a little bit of Chemical X. That's the Ajax I was talking about. Yeah, the Ajax. Uh, don't drink too much of it or you'll end up like the characters in this. I wish she told me that before she got here, but <laughs> all right, noted. <laughs> I put a post-it on the Ajax before I left last time. Oh, uh, well, that was from you. That makes sense. Yes, it was. Aww. I keep forgetting you can't read, so it doesn't matter. Can't read. That's a whole thing. The live-action reboot. All right, so (laughs) the live-action reboot was first announced as being in development in August of 2020 at the CW Network. Where all good ideas go to die. Indeed. There's there can be a uh, there's a whole different conversation to be had about how the CW runs its network. Right. Sometimes it works great and other times it does not. <laughs> um, but regardless of what we think of it, the CW has built its programming strategy around reboots or adaptations of pre-existing IP for years now. And for me, that's not a big. Mm-hmm. 
because the success of shows like Arrow and The Flash led to the birth of the Arrowverse, which at its height included seven shows on the network at the same time. Uh, additionally, the fever dream that is Riverdale is an adapted IP from Archie Comics. Nancy Drew comes from the young adult mystery books, and the Jared Padalecki vehicle Walker is a reboot of the 1990s series that starred Man with a Fist for a Chin, Chuck Norris. Okay. So, with stalwarts like Supernatural, Arrow, 100, and more winding down in the past couple of years for the CW, it tracks that the network would be looking for the next reliable IP to reboot or adapt for the long term. Indeed. Yeah, we, talk, we talked a little bit about that in the Bruce Wayne episode, that networks try to look for something that can reach about 100 episodes. Because yeah. that is... That's has the syndication been, Yeah, package. it's the syndication package. Once it hits essentially about five years on air, they can sell it to other networks uh, to re-air it. Mm. Um, so, in the same 2021 development cycle that sees uh, Powerful Soup greenlit to pilot. The hell is that? Powerful Soup. The best stew. Right. You know, honestly, Violet, for a second, I really thought that they greenlit another show called Powerful Soup the same <laughs> year they greenlit Powerpuff Girls. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I, it's I genuinely a live-action reboot of um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. R- well, right. It sounded a little similar. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I believe it. I believe the CW would do that. <laughs> you know it's a good joke when Zach doesn't catch on right away. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a really good joke when I don't understand. Cause, you know, It's not just because I can't read. You know what else I can't read? Subtext. <laughs> That's because so. any writer who uses subtext is a coward. That's wrong. All right. So in the same development cycle where Powerpuff Girls gets greenlit to pilot, CW is also developing The Lost Boys, a uh, TV version of the Kiefer Sutherland vampire movie from the 80s, uh, a reboot of The 4400, uh, which unfortunately just got canceled about two days ago. It lasted one season. Is that related to The 100? Not at all. No. Mm-hmm. It's an old, it's, well, I shouldn't say old. It's maybe a decade old sci-fi show being rebooted. Oh. Um, I feel like it was on TNT or something like that. I have a vague memory memory that it exists but that's about it uh there was a 100 spinoff uh speaking of the 100 uh there was a 100 spinoff planned but nothing really came of it um that has a lot to do with the uh show's creator and creative team earning nothing but bad will from every fan they've ever had over the last three or four years that's nice which is a whole different discussion Mm. but there was also supposed to be an arrow spinoff and they launched tom swift which was a series based on the classic boys adventure novels although they misspelled sawyer did (laughs) i don't think that was funny (laughs) it's a little funny I mean, there's a joke in there about painting, like, white picket fences. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But I don't know what it is. So, anyway, all of this to say, it's not it's super surprising that the CW decides, let's grab whatever we can get our hands on and give it a try as a live-action reboot. Uh, this show is written and developed by Diablo Cody and Heather Regnier. Cody is best known for Juno. Uh, and Regnier worked as a writer and producer on shows including Sleepy Hollow, Fox, the Veronica Mars 2019 continuation, and uh, iZombie for the CW. Producers on this pilot include Greg Berlanti, the Arrowverse, the Arrow... Want to start that over? Yeah, let's try that one more time. Producers for the pilot include Greg Berlanti, the Arrowverse czar, and Sarah Schechter, the showrunner of this fantastic fucking Netflix series, Archive 81. Whoa. I am still grieving its cancellation. Um, in lieu of flowers, you can send cash money to me. The following information has been redacted to protect the confidentiality of Violet Hart. All right. Fine. Moving on from my grief and sorrow. 
Uh, Powerpuff casts up and shoots its pilot over the course of late April and early May of 2021. Notable castings for it include Chloe Bennett from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as Blossom, Dove Cameron from Disney Channel's Liv and Maddie as Bubbles, and Yana Periolt, uh, who did Jagged Little Pill on Broadway as Buttercup. Whoa. Is she familiar to you at all as no. a Broadway person? No, I, I've heard of Jagged Little Pill, but I don't know anything about it or anyone in it. I, I've heard of Dove Cameron. She was Disney Channel after my time. Yeah. So I know who she is but haven't seen her in anything mm-hmm. so. yeah uh i mean it is an interesting blend at least when they're casting they're kind of pulling from everywhere like every demographic that might be interested in this show right um which is interesting to me i think it's kind of cool uh also scrubs chocolate bear himself donald Faison, was gonna play professor utonium dr gravity that's what i know donald Faison from i didn't watch scrubs so <laughs> eagle if you watch Scrubs, you'll get that joke. Beware, Dr. Gravity! Yeah, I don't get that joke, so right. we're even. Right. All right. Also, Tom Kenny, the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants, and the original narrator of the animated series, uh, is set to return as the narrator for live action. I would hope that since the mayor very briefly shows up in the script, and Tom Kenny also voiced the mayor in Powerpuff Girls, that they would have had him play the mayor, too. I doubt it. It would have been too confusing or whatever. Well, <laughs> Miss Bellum! You know, you know like, like, like that's, that's iconic. Like, I love the mayor on that show. It's great. He's like always my favorite part, you know? He's like a two foot tall man and he's got like an eight foot tall lady working in his office, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know? It's that's, great. That's the dream, working with an eight foot tall lady. Yeah. Whoa. You know. Listen. Friend pilot on LinkedIn. <laughs> All right. So, with all these castings done and the script written, um, on May 24th last year, the CW elected to roll the pilot over and rework it for another development cycle. Later that day, somebody leaked the pilot script online, and uh, that's when pastel-colored hell broke loose. Fans are furious about it, and pretty much everybody else is just kind of amused uh, at this truly absurd thing that has found its way to life. I remember that. I remember, like, opening Twitter and seeing passages from this. I'm like, I don't think this is real. This doesn't sound real. It was real. Yeah. Um, So let's decide for ourselves. We'll dig into Powerpuff Girls and see, does it deserve all the guff that it got? Also, uh, what what is guff? I think it's that thing on the end of a shoelace. (laughs) All right, Zach, take us uh, take us down the shoelace to uh... <laughs> <laughs> tell us about the Powerpuff Girls script. Well, our shoelace begins on a recap of the origins of the Powerpuff Girls, which isn't a sentence I thought I'd say aloud on this podcast at the start, but here we are. Uh, it's the usual origin we're used to, um, except the professor is a douchebag exploiting them for fame, and it's all an attempt at being meta and hip, but it just falls super flat, which I guess summarizes the whole script now that I think about it. Uh, they age up, and they get chased out of fighting crime by anti-Powerpuff Girls activists? Okay, love that trope. Uh, and Blossom kills Mojo Jojo in fucking cold blood in battle, and she has a panic attack, and they disband, and what the fuck is going on right now, Violet? I, I wish I knew, and it is bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it just kind of misfires on every level as you're trying to introduce this and this is a thing that happens throughout the script is where they're trying to uh rely on people's love for this existing ip right it's a legacy property you're remaking it because tons and tons of people loved it so why the fuck are you deliberately using your story to shit all over everything that made it good this is sort of another one of those things where 
it's like a reboot of an IP that wants to make fun of the original IP, but the th- like the thing itself is also going to be made fun of next time they do something else with this IP. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So it's like, oh man, the Powerpuff Girls cartoon is so weird and silly. Let's poke fun at it. We, an edgy reboot. And then when that gets canned, there's going to be like, you know, say like an animated movie a couple years from now. And then the edgy CW Powerpuff Girls are going to show up and that's going to be made fun of. You know, I don't know. That's just yeah. a weird rabbit hole my brain went into at reading this thing. I'm like, I feel like this is going to be, you know, like Green Lantern in a couple of years or like the original Sonic the Hedgehog design or something. Like people yeah. are going to kind of like have it in its own little box. Like, remember that? Mm-hmm. So it, it's not really, it's not really in a position to be anything else ridiculous yeah and it's uh, just so mean about it yeah and we'll, we'll get into more of that later but it's not like hey let's kind of poke fun at this thing uh let's let's you know invert the professor into a terrible horrible no good person right which i have a lot of feelings about that and we'll talk about it more as we go through the script mm. but i think that this is the first big mistake that this reboot makes right is taking the core concept was that the powerpuff girls are the professor's daughters first and he happens to have given them powers almost pretty much accidentally if i remember right yeah and so his first concern is always like girls like you're you're my children first and your heroes we're all together in this and inverting that just like rips the heart out of the entire core concept for the sake of what like justifying the fact that you're watching a powerpuff girls show and your 20s like i get it but i don't get it yeah you know like same. what's the point like mm-hmm. making it mean-spirited does not make it more mature sure. um, there's nothing really that mature about this like at all so. definitely so you know sometime later uh buttercup is a firefighter and bubbles is hawking merch in hollywood after several stints in fucking rehab uh and blossom has retreated to academia and now the three are set to reunite in Townsville after years apart, and Blossom fears having another panic attack. Um, and this whole section is kind of like, where are they now? And, and showing us where they're all at, and it's just very, I don't know, it's very kind of vague and hollow and weird. And they're mm-hmm. apart for like two pages before we're going to like reunite again or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, they try throughout the rest of the script to kind of show that it's a bumpy road. Mm. But again, you know, they're so, characters are so mean-spirited across the board Mm. that, you know, you're not rooting for them. You know, the whole point is to like bring them back together and everything. But essentially, instead of bringing them back to a good place from bad places that they've ended up for whatever reason, bringing them back to the professor who in this is painted as he's just an abusive bastard and they're like the end goal of this pilot is to get everybody back in the same house and i'm just not it doesn't work i'm not sure what it's trying to say that by the end they do agree to stick around like what what are you trying to tell me then i don't Um, think they know If I'm being honest. So, meanwhile, Jojo, son of the dead Mojo Jojo, kill me, uh, he's like the mayor now, and there's a Harambe joke in there, in case you weren't as exhausted as I am from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like when my friend Dan comes back to town, the PPs reunite. And even though it's all... It's all... <laughs> And, you know, listen, even though it's all pretty trash, um, I really appreciate the fact that Bubbles says the line, um, America would go rip shit bonkers over it. Um, I, I do. I love that turn of phrase. That's pretty good. I'm going to start using it. They're going to go rip shit bonkers over this whoop-ass stew we've made. Right. And she describes uh, the professor as, like, hooking up with beaker bunnies and nearsighted hose. So, you know, props for that. That's... 
pretty good. Yeah, except that it's terrible. It is terrible, <laughs> but I just think, you know, oh, like, yeah. like I'm picturing the, I, I, I did not picture them as adults. I picture mm-hmm. them continuing to be the little big-headed floating cartoon characters, so like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very t- I'm very tired by it, you know. Mm-hmm, for so. sure. And I mean in line with that too, I mean this is a, probably a good point to talk about the uh the girlfriend of the professor hmm. who I gather was also a character. No, she, she was wasn't? just the mayor's secretary and you never oh, saw okay. her face. She was the 8 foot tall woman. Oh, okay, it's right. Like yeah. I don't know why okay. I now granted I haven't seen every episode of the show. Maybe they got together question mark. I don't really know. I'm not I'm not a Powerpuff lore expert. Mm-hmm. But like I, that's basically just a different character yeah. altogether. Um, and it's yet another example of like the script being performative like I hate even using the term, but like performatively woke where they're like they yeah. have the girls using, you know, um occasionally having lines that are are related to quote unquote subject it's not genuine yeah it's not at all it's it it feels like a 55 year old man wrote it yeah very much and that especially shows with this uh the ex of the professor Mm. because she's like the most she's the smartest and maybe has the potential to be the most interesting character in this script and she's just pining after the professor and being like sorry girls didn't like me she's like man that guy's an asshole they're like you still like him huh and she's like what are you talking about you know like it's it's Mm -hmm. really weird um so the paparazzi are like swarming the house and i noted that uh there's a there's a line of dialogue where the word triggering was used in quotes like as if it's not a real word that people use like it's just like a trend Mm -hmm. or like you know very weird um there's like a little girl hanging outside in the crowd like the mob of fans and uh she turns out to be the villain and she's got some like glow worms or something and i don't know just, i was really struggling to yeah, follow along it was it's it's like a very bad like animorphs ripoff mm. like it's the yurks but made out of uh colorful little mechanical worms instead right, right. and that's the giant rat facing everybody yeah so i mean yeah it, do, it ultimately it just doesn't matter i think i think we're really just jumping from like weird cringe thing that happens to the next one you know like yeah. the, the actual thread of the narrative is kind of mm-hmm. not real uh we get the line um bloss wake up or we'll leak your nudes everywhere um which is something and then another character is like what it worked on her before and i'm like i'm pretty sure the last time you all saw each other was when you were children so that's weird yeah um yeah and the professor is still an asshole and he's like stages scenarios for them to like fight villains for the sake of ratings now i have a genuine question that i've written into this summary even though i can't read uh so I thought that they just had a cartoon series, right? They mentioned that there was an animated show. I think so, yeah. But he talks to them all the time. Like, I, I think the original idea when they wrote this was that there was, like, a reality show or something. Our cameras were always following them. Because he mentions, like, a rating sweep, and that's mm-hmm. why he, like, set a big monster loose or whatever. That wouldn't affect a cartoon made a long time afterwards that you can just, like, make up. So mm-hmm. I don't, I, I, fuck it. I don't know. Yeah. It's really weird. I think that was like a remnant of a previous idea. Yeah, for for the listeners out there, there's blood coming out of Zach's eyeballs right now because he's thinking too hard about this. I thought, um, I thought it was just my sunburn. Yeah. No, I I had a similar question, and the thing is that like I it, this script, one of the things that feels well, I mean, it feels disjointed across the board, which is why something like this might get missed. But I would bet with like eighty percent accuracy, if I sat down and sort of highlighted my way through the script, I could tell you what lines Diablo Cody wrote and which ones she did not. 
Yeah. Um, because there's two very clear styles in here, and they they don't gel. No. There's two writing styles. One is clearly like somebody who understands how a pilot needs to work from just like a structural perspective, and then there's like I'm assuming maybe that's unfair of me, but I don't really think it is. But it, that the quips, the, the like weird quips, um, and some of the the more cringy dialogue is Diablo Cody, um, doing a like hello there fellow kids thing. Yeah. Yeah, straight up. It, it, it doesn't gel. The only gel this shit is equivalent to is Preparation H, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, they all go out on, like, a mission or something, I don't know, and they get into, like, a bar fight, and Mojo Jojo's son, oh, has hired, like, the little girl from earlier to, like, send her brainwashed neighbor to put a mind control worm in blossom's ear and he's vowing revenge on them before they can like claim their trust funds and my eyes are going crossed yeah that is that is the whole i had i had forgotten about it because it's not it's only mentioned a couple of times that the girls are all coming back not to see each other not to see their dad but for money yeah because it's because they're about to turn 20 21 or 25 25 yeah. yeah, um, and they want their inheritance, which it turns out... I mean, sure, that's like... more like real life. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, still, not really... Rela- you might as well have just made something else. Yeah. You know, you change it enough, you might as well have just made a show about, like, a trio of washed-up superheroes or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, attaching it to the existing IP just makes it really extra cynical. Mm-hmm. Also, whenever JoJo shows up, I'm thinking, like, is he just a guy in a suit? Like, a business suit and glasses or something? Because, like... He's not an ape man. Yeah. He has, a like, a chimp sidekick, mm-hmm. which, because, like, Mojo Jojo was an ape man. Like, he was a human brain in, a, in an ape, right. I believe. Mm-hmm. Like, a big dome, which will come into play later. Stay tuned. But, like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I I'm like, what for, do you? What is he supposed to look like? I for my own enjoyment, I imagined him as a giant ape man. Yeah. I know that's not what the script is telling us to do, but you shouldn't listen to anything that the script tells And where tells was that big, big red devil guy? You know, I think he's just called him. Maybe mm. he's just a big. He's got big snappy claws. He's a big crab devil thing. It's, it's like weirdly sexual, that. I guess. Like... Sometimes <laughs> they like dress him. They dress him up weird sometimes. Like you know, or maybe that's just the internet. I don't know. Uh, Cut that part out. But the point is. <laughs> You know, later on we get that infamous moment from the script when it leaked where everybody finds Buttercup in bed with a woman from the bar. Whoa, controversial, except not really. Um, and everybody confronts the professor about whoring out their childhoods. Mm-hmm. Um, what'd, you, what'd you think of this moment, Violent? Oh, honestly, it's such a mess. It's yeah. so, like... Yeah, it misfires on every level. Like yeah. It's trying to be like, we're transgressive because two girls kissed. Are you kidding? Like, no, you're not. Also, this is disingenuous, and everybody's mean, and, like, I, by the time you get to, like, this point, this is probably, like, act two or three of the script. Yeah. By we've had, we've point, had several commercial breaks by yeah, now. Yeah, and you still don't have anybody to care about no. in this script, Also, right? it's pretty... Is it lazy to just assume that Buttercup is the lesbian one because she's, like, the angry one? Like, is that is that a tired trope? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that some people would think it is. Um, I, for one, am... am I'm a fan of tough lesbians, so well, I'm, sh- well, not, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> now, that's that's not what I asked you, Riley. It's <laughs> not what I asked. My personal tastes are not what this script is about. That's with, all, with, all res- with all due respect, Miss Heard, that was not my question. Have <laughs> 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 you watched the Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing? <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That's, oh my god. Oh no. Bizarre shit. Very current. It's going to date this immediately. Trim all this out, but yeah. yeah. That, that Amber Heard thing is bizarre. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. I mean, it just... 
that this section of the script doesn't work because it's supposed to be a heavy emotional beat for everybody finally getting their feelings out in the open. Except not at all. Like, it doesn't yeah. work, you know? Yeah. It's supposed to be. I get what they're trying to do, because by this point in the plot, this is supposed to happen. Like, ah. Uh, so, meanwhile, uh, Jojo and the little girl, Henrietta, design special mind control worms for the PPGs, but they fail. So, I think uh, Buttercup, like, throws one in the garbage disposal. Yeah. Like, this, the other ones just get, like, <laughs> one falls in a puddle, I think. This whole thing is just the worm scene from the beginning of Attack of the Clones. Mm. But I mean, but probably and... better. <laughs> Got it. Uh... Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so when the trust funds that were promised to them turn out to be for a measly five grand, uh, Bubbles goes rip shit bonkers over it. Mm -hmm. uh, and the professor gets a mind worm in his ear and it's the second act low point. What, oh, what will happen? I'll kill myself during the commercial break is what will happen. But after Bubbles goes on a bender, she like wakes up in jail. Also, she's being a she's being followed around by this like documentary crew guy the whole time. Um, yeah, and that's, I think that would get old pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, her whole her her entire personality is I still want to be famous. They're yeah. basically like this is this is Lindsay Lohan from 2007. Yeah, yeah. I, and I had to dig deep just now to find that reference. Like like Herbie Fully Loaded era Lindsay Lohan. I, I think honest to God, I think that's what they were going for. Probably. Which is... Yeah. No. Yeah. It really sucks. <laughs> uh, everybody reunites at the house, and uh, Buttercup's lady friend gets mind wormed, and they figure out who's behind it pretty quick, and they're everything's fine. Don't worry about it. And then the whole city is possessed by the worms, and it's like the gathering of the juggalos wait i'm sorry did they did i just make that joke in the script i i wish i could say you were wrong but uh no you're you're right they did all right props mm -hmm. uh blossom has a crisis over whether to help the others save the city but her younger self appears to her which that's been happening throughout the script and it's really weird and yeah kind of uh and she pulls through so everything's fine and they zap the townsfolk's mind worms out of their ears with like you know they like lower some power lines and the mm -hmm. like the flooding they, of the basically city. they electrocute everybody like you drop a hair hair dryer in the sink right and it, everything is fine yeah yes yeah. you know like elect electrical currents don't affect the brain or the body no just the electronic worms and they like they they think they killed the little girl at one point which could have been sort of funny but i think it's too immediately like oh no everything's fine it's sort of like the like hold on just fucking kill a kid like is that gonna mm -hmm. be but then no, no, i i like it but i don't i would like it in something else um and then Mojo, the the Jojo, makes amends with everybody randomly. He just shows up at their house. I don't remember there being a moment where he, like, has a moment of, like, hmm, maybe what I'm doing is wrong. I, I think he just no. shows up. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I, I think the, I, the idea is that he's doing he, he's doing what the uh, evil businessman in bruce wayne did essentially right, right. which is like oh no my plan to kill you all has failed now i'm gonna be your friend and so i can, I can hang you. out for a while yeah. yeah and uh also blossom had like a boyfriend named clive and she keeps talking to him through like bitmojis or some shit very dated yeah which uh, is also always very good to have, have lots of text conversations in your live action television. But it's okay because they lampshaded it and went, oh, uh, he, you know, they had him go, oh, uh, maybe I shouldn't be saying this over Bitmoji anyway. Bye. It's like, right, you shouldn't though. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, and then they all just decide to stay, and everyone's fine, and everything's happy, and everything's great. And the professor is actually up to some shady shit in the lab, as expected, like obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, and then also, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that JoJo put his father brain in his pet monkey nice yeah i'm very tired yeah we'll uh we'll, we're gonna take a brief recess so we can both drink and uh take a nap and then we'll be back <laughs> to, <laughs> to... <laughs>
<laughs> good Ajax. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. So, so let's, let's dig into this uh, pile of um, Jeff Goldblum level um, dinosaur shit. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes. Pit mm-hmm. a pad, pit a pad. Uh, so, listen, this thing puts the pile in pilot. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it like it's you know like a lot of people did with like the ghostbusters reboot or something and go oh it's too this it's too that it's too woke it's whatever mm-hmm. i'm not gonna pretend like i have a nostalgic attachment to the powerpuff girls either i just think it's like kind of a bad piece of writing that i'm glad got leaked out there you know um i don't know what do you what do you think is there any any sort of literature out there that might sum up general thoughts on on this I mean, not really. <laughs> like I like I said when we were going through the sort of the summary of all this, it feels so disjointed and so unsure of what it wants to be that the only thing that it leans on is like really nasty cynicism. It's like callbacks and Easter eggs, but making fun of it. Yeah. You know. So like, mm-hmm. what's the point? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's like I'm thinking of like the pilot of Flash, where um, like I was a big fan of that show for a long time, um, but initially one of the things that they did like because it's a comic show right is they initially they set you up to think that barry's gonna get his suit and he's gonna look really cool and everything and the music swells and he's standing there in like a ridiculous helmet and skin tight leotard to see how fast he can run right. that is like funny little jab at expectations being like oh you thought he was gonna have like a great super suit already no um there had been a moment in this pilot where they like tried to put their old costumes on and, and they, they didn't, didn't fit and they didn't fit that would which be is the funny. kind of shit i expected anyway yeah like i just as soon have a little bit of that like comfort yeah give me something something i expect that i can laugh at like tell me that you care about this thing that you're shepherding right, right? um don't be like me it's just like two mean girls laughing at this thing that lots of people really love because they don't understand it and that sucks <laughs> um yeah i mean there's some things that are like vaguely interesting in this script to me um this concept that blossom has ptsd right is maybe the only big character arc that starts here that i find somewhat compelling um i it's super weird that her ptsd comes from the fact that she accidentally murdered 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 the uh original series bad monkey dude Mm. but otherwise that it manifests itself as her as a child like that's kind of weird yeah i mean if you embraced like if the cynicism was something that in the end you were trying to get rid of i like the fact that the girls have been out and kind of on their own for a while yeah maybe they get cynical about how they were as kids we all do um but it's just like very obvious jokes about like hollywood fame washing you up or whatever especially with the bubbles character you Mm -hmm. know it's just sort of the obvious like oh yeah of course she's a druggie and whatever like yeah eh. it just like doesn't doesn't really work um i wish that maybe they had they had dug a little bit more into this concept of like superhumans having mental health issues sure i think there's definitely something there i mean if you're looking for something good on that level read tom king's heroes in crisis one of my favorite single comic stories that's come out in the last couple of years and deals specifically with this idea of like what happens when your heroes are imperfect and like is it a bad thing that they need they need help um but the show just doesn't do that it the idea of the you know their their former selves kind of popping up and being like hey remember when things were good and like pure right it would work if that was the concept of show that like hey this was a good thing but no they're you know it's more like just like the concept of the show is that like yeah wasn't the powerpuff girls stupid anyway let's bring it back yeah exactly so like none of the things they almost try really works yeah um i also think like 
you know, I wouldn't, I don't think I would be a fan of it, but if they really pushed this hard in the, like, darker direction, um, you know, it feels like at certain points they want to be a basic cable version of Umbrella Academy. Mm. Reminds me a lot of the very first trailer for Titans. Yeah. With, like, the fuck Batman. Like, it reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of that, too. You know, with, yeah. like, all the stock sound effects and shit. And that, that trailer was, like, dragged through the coals at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, has a lot of those vibes for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, can't disagree with that at all. Um, it's just, I think, I keep coming back to this core concept of Professor Utonium as, like, the biggest problem with the script. Because it's the thing that prevents it from becoming any kind of, uh, like, workable redemption story. Because that's the whole point of the pilot, is, like, we've got to get them from all over the place and dissatisfied with everything to staying in, um, you know, in this town with their dad again and being superheroes again. Um, but the fact that you set, that they set up Utonium as just the worst guy ever. He's terrible. The only, the only instances of him actually being portrayed as a good character are just are not when he's around it's when people Mm -hmm. are talking about him like oh we should do this for him or when the miss bellum character is like he's actually a good guy Mm -hmm. we're told that yeah but we never see it but then the last thing we see of him is him just being shady in the basement Mm -hmm. you know so it's like okay well really that wasn't anything yeah it just it just doesn't doesn't work um i mean outside of that we we covered a lot of this but like the idea that the girls broke off and went their separate ways that makes sense but couching that in like accidental murder and this desire for fame at any cost sucks it's weird i keep you know maybe i'm repeating my at the risk of repeating myself they've cut the heart out of this original show Mm. and not replaced it with anything right yeah there's nothing even like okay well maybe you don't have the heart but you have that you don't have anything yeah exactly (laughs) like you haven't taken it in a bold new direction it's at least interesting you're just kind of hanging out and and relying on the fact that you can point and laugh at something that a lot of people love to to cover up that you don't really you know you don't have your own spin on this you don't have your own original ideas to bring into it uh in in like a cohesive way yeah um but this one i mean let's play a little game hello yes not that game put that away let you imagine what that was about um send your best answers to us on twitter (laughs) all right so tweet at dan schneider good good that's a good joke strong thank you very much thank you very much Mm mm-hmm all right, so this is a really messily put together script, and we've been talking about that for the last 20 minutes. But the question is, and I thought about this a lot after reading it and like doing research on it and everything, is like, how would you do a good version of this? Mm. Like, what direction would you take it? How do you think like a modern Powerpuff Girls story would actually work? My first question is, does it have to be live action? Is that part of it? You know what? I think I think yes. Okay, be- just because, because they did been, do a re- yeah, because they've done animated. a cartoon reboot already. They're not yeah. gonna like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think this is. Then the that's new, the, the struggle, isn't challenge. it? Because I I am not someone who advocates for live action adaptations of animated things generally at all. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a tough game for me. I want to hear your answer first. I think I have a good idea of okay. what you, where you might be going. With this that. is true. I do actually <clears> have a good answer for it because this is fun for me. Like it is. Yes, I have a lot of bad things to say about this script, but I also, you know, after spending six years reading scripts for contests and doing, you know, development work for different studios and things like that. And writing stuff yourself. Yeah, and writing things myself. Um, I mean, the big lesson is, like, it's 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 one thing to be able to look at something and say, this doesn't work. It's another thing to look at it and say, here's how we can fix it. Right. And so that's the way my brain works and my the way my brain kind of turned this over over the last week trying to crack it. Mm. My idea would be, that honestly i would reformat this as a half hour dramedy 
Yeah, I mean, half was... hour would be a lot better. This is yeah, this is an hour long. Yeah, it's an hour long, and Too I mean much. the CW like doesn't really do half hours, but this feels like if, if I was doing it, I would take this shot, or I would you know get some bring in a lot of people who have written half hour dramedies um to work on your staff yeah. and mix that with some people who know how to do the hour long format, mesh the two together. But for me, if I was pitching it, I would say it would be Modern Family meets Teen Titans, the cartoon, sure. Not the fuck batman black hole is that hbo max show of course um so the idea would be like the girls are back together for an anniversary or something this this 20th anniversary of some big battle or a town or whatever and they've drifted apart right um because that's what you do when you grow up um the emotional center of this thing though is still their relationship with their dad who's this guy like i said at at the top sees them as his daughters first and superheroes second like in the cartoon um so Utonium decides he wants to make a documentary right? gonna, that's going to show the world all the different sides of his girls as adults now, not just the, the costumed heroes that they were when they were kids. Um, the idea is that maybe this whole thing is shot in the week leading up to some big ceremony at right. the end, and that gives you, you know, your, your final act battle takes place at this ceremony right um maybe the camera guy or girl is actually part of the show too like in later seasons seasons of the office mm-hmm. um where you've got somebody who's kind of outside the quirky weirdness that is to see in front of the screen um I don't know, it seems like that might be an interesting an interesting character to have yeah um but along with this everybody's got their misgivings and everything but all together because they're family and that's what you do um at least that's where they start right of course there's also some kind of plot to end the powerpuff girls once and for all first there's accidents maybe an attempted kidnapping blah 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 and then at the ceremony the true villain of the piece makes his return mojo jojo the the, the little monkey man yeah the little monkey man did not get murdered by an accidental flying piece of concrete or he he mostly did he was extracted like you know from the accident which i think Mm -hmm. happened in this yeah they put I assume that's right. Oh, yeah, you know, they put like, his brain They saved in his brain. But just go full on with it. Make a shitty looking CG character out of it. Yep. You know, just have him be like a little like three foot tall mm-hmm. man who's a monkey. Yes. That'd be great. Um, I would love it. Um, and the pilot ends with Mojo escaping to wreak more havoc and the Powerpuff Girls being like, we're going to reunite to pre- protect the family and the town. Mm-hmm. Um, Are they still 25 in this version you're pitching? Are they a little younger? I mean, I would like 18 or 21 maybe right. a little bit a little bit younger yeah um 25 is very like <laughs> sounds so ridiculous because i'm 31 but 25 is very is a very grizzled age for characters in a story like this one right, right? go from nine years old or however old they were in the original to yeah all the way out to 25 um you're sort of missing an area where there's there's room for growth right mm-hmm. it's a you know same thing as like Buffy and a lot of the classic shows that work really well with metaphor. It's a metaphor for growing up. It's a metaphor for hitting, you know, for for uh, coming back home after a certain length of time and not really knowing how you belong or like being estranged from your family or whatever. There's all kinds of different ways to dig into it. Um, but the thing is that like the script that we've got wants you to believe that it's super feminist and forward thinking. But That's the... what's super upsetting about it though is like it's not. And if it were, but not, but it wasn't doing it right. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really not feminist at all. No, it's completely that, performative. It really sucks. And the, yeah. like you know, I know obviously the the little girl character turns out to be like a villain later. But that line caught me off guard. Where she's like, "I just want to thank you for being feminist icons." It's like, yeah, I guess you could see the cartoon characters that way. But so far in the first ten pages or whatever up to that point, these characters aren't. Yeah, no. So. It just no. It's it's so performative, like weirdly performative. Yeah. Um. But again, in the in the end, 
that's how I would do it because as I've I've said I like scripts like this work me up because they're so frustrating mm. where it's like you you need heart to your show in one way or another and the best way I could think of to bring that heart back into the show is to do something like this but again it's so much of it is down to the family dynamics and the lack of even one redeemable character there and when they're trying to have a family moment or be redeemable it's not doesn't land no um, and the world is not particularly well defined too. That's another thing worth talking about. Right. It's... They talk about how great the city is right now, but I have a feeling that more bad stuff is coming. But it's still great right now. So mm-hmm. point, you know. Yeah. But it also has to do with like the rules of how this, how the Powerpuff Girls universe works, right? Because going back to what you mentioned earlier about the fact that uh, Blossom sees her younger self a few times. Um, I mean, I think there's room if you if you're sort of playing with magical realism a little bit that there's a lot of room to play with this concept of memory um, and struggling with that um, and trying to reconcile things after you've been gone from your home for a long time and like maybe new memories are resurfacing maybe like things were better than you thought they were when you were younger or maybe worse whatever it might be this idea of the powerpuff women seeing the powerpuff girls yeah um, i think there's room for that if you embrace the original show as a good thing instead of some shitty cast off that you want to kind of piss all over and i can also see your pitch here being the kind of pilot where we don't start with a flashback we start where they are now and then maybe we kind of flashback more to like maybe what made them fall out or or whatever mm-hmm. and or i mean maybe not in the exact version that you pitched but in the in the to- like the tone that you're saying like hold the original with some reverence mm-hmm. i could see flashing back to that and doing it a little longer each time you do and then have like the last thing that they actually remember be like an actually wholesome family moment and mm-hmm. that's what you know motivates them in act three or so i don't know it's like that sort of thing you can do that with yeah. these characters as opposed to just like eh, i don't know they hoard us out for fame and now we're on coke or whatever like yeah it's no weird. i like that idea it's the thing that strikes me now is like what if you fused live action and animation sure you know do you, a little, yeah a you little could bit of that absolutely cool do that yeah. you could definitely do that Mm-hmm. Like I could see it, yeah. And it, it's just a weird enough show anyway where you could do that. Craig McCracken stuff is weird in like a unique way. Yeah. So like, yeah, sure. bring that on. I'd I'd much rather have that than just like this, you know. Mm-hmm. So you heard us, CW, Mr. Mark Pedowitz, head of the network. Give us a call. Of course, his name is Pedowitz. Honestly, though, dude, I'm not gonna. Oh, that's terrible. Of course <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh no. Oh, and he's doing a show about the power. Oh, you ruined it for me. Uh, I'll tell you the truth though. This dude has been in charge of the cw for over a decade and genuinely like is very very good about the way that he treats his creators that's That's ironic yeah um Um, there is something to be said for that it's the network's like in in the same way that fx is really good about just letting their saying like we have faith in your projects go Mm. that's why always sunny lasted as long as it did uh it continues to last still going on for example um but on the cw you know it was one of those things where they try hard not to pinch pennies Mm -hmm. um and this sort of is a good segue into sort of where this script is right now because we're talking about like typically when you uh when something like this does not work the way that this did not it's over it's done yeah um before we move on any other final thoughts on like the script as a whole or things you would do differently before we talk a little bit more about uh mr mark no because i think 
you know, when you were saying, how would you do it differently? I, I just kind of wouldn't. I'd do something else animated or I'd do something like maybe there's like a movie out of it or something. But I'd, I don't really care for any, really many, any uh, like live action versions of something animated. I think it was animated for a reason. Mm-hmm. I hate the Disney live action remakes for that reason. Oh, same. You know, a lot of like, I know a lot of people get upset over like anime Netflix adaptations, which I'm not an anime guy, so I don't know. I can't really comment on it, but I get where they're coming from. Whether they realize that's why they're, why they don't like it or not usually it just boils down to like you didn't need to do it in the first place yeah so. and, and i gotta be honest i don't disagree with you there i there's there are lots of other things to adapt out there or lots of other um you know new shows that you could put on yeah um and powerpuff girls is sort of a weird choice yeah. but i approached it from the i i, I was a, a couple steps I guess ahead of where you were when you stopped. Yeah, which is not a criticism. It's just a, like you're more pragmatic than me. Like you would just not do this. Yeah, no, you're I'm still like, you're rolling is, with the. Hey, is, if you got to do it anyway, yeah. do it better. You know, we got to do it. Yeah. Let's let's not make. Which is what this is. How, that's how these things yeah. get written in the first place. Yeah, so, yeah let's no, let's, I agree. let's not make Halloween Resurrection. Let's do <laughs> right. But you they'll, know. God, they'll do it anyway. Yep. All right. So, um, what did what back did, to, what did uh, Mark back to, to Mark Pedowitz. Um. Who again? Now that I've been, uh, now that now that you've pointed out his name, um, I'm disappointed and sad. Right, um, it's right in the middle. Right it, in the middle of the page. It really is. Um, ugh, terrible. Anywho, so he had something to say about this pilot because you know of that pastel colored hell breaking loose. Everybody was all over the internet being loud and annoying as they want to do. Right. Um, so he just talked about like what happens when you make a pilot uh, as a as a network. And he said that the reason we do pilots is that sometimes things miss, and this was just a miss. Thank God you know that. Yeah. <laughs> we believe in the cast. We believe in Diablo and Heather, the writers. And in this case, the pilot didn't work. You learn things. You test things out. And in this case, we felt, let's take a step back and go back to the drawing board, because this is a powerful property. <laughs> Our powerful puff girls. <laughs> it has engaged a lot of interest, and we want to get it right before we put it out. Now, he said that uh, in May of 2021, so about a year ago, was when all of this sort of hit the fan. Hmm. Um, the truth of the matter is that, like I said, it's there's not it's not super unusual for a pilot to not. I think Lost Boys has been put in turnaround two or three times now. Um, and some of that has to do with the fact, like, oh, we have the rights to it. We have to keep developing it or we lose the chance to find anything good at all. So you're saying a lot of pilots don't even make it off the ground? Well, that's fortunate for our concept of our podcast. Whoa. Yeah, I know, right? Oh. Yeah. Unfortunate <laughs> Thank for... Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunate for everybody else. Fortune uh, only for us. Yeah. That's great. Um, pilot season is is just a, a nightmare in LA. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's the worst time of the year because if you're a writer out there, you're just sitting around waiting to find out if like your dreams are going to happen or if they're going to get crushed or like doing interviews with, with all kinds of different shows and hoping you hear back. And it's just, it's so, str- <laughs> it's so stressful even thinking about it. Yeah. That like props to anybody who makes that their living and does well at it because it is incredibly difficult. Yeah. Um, anywho, um, dozens of shows every year shoot pilots that don't go to series. And even more pilots get written that don't get a pilot order. 
send them our way. Yes. Uh, the only thing that's, like I said, uh, close to unusual is that this show is getting a second chance at the same network with the same creative team. Um, the only major change to the team so far is that Chloe Bennett is no longer starring as Blossom um, because of scheduling conflicts, mm-hmm. which makes sense if you're a working actor, do pilots every year trying to get something picked up so you have a steady job. Right. And you book your time being like, oh, I'm going to be on this pilot, and if it turns into a series, great. If not, you know, mid-season is coming up. I've got to audition for more stuff. And at a certain point, you either latch yourself to a show and stick it out as long as you can, or, you know, you find a different uh, different show to work on. Mm-hmm. And it seems like she's just done that. There doesn't seem to be any bad blood um, between cast, crew, anything like that. Um, she just moved on to something else. Uh, Diablo Cody and Heather Regnier are still writing the new pilot. Which is interesting. Yeah. But, you know, hey. I mean, honestly, I'm hoping that, like I, like I said before, the one of the biggest issues with this pilot is that it seems very disjointed. That these two writers might be, are, are gen- genuinely probably very good on their own. I mean, you know, it's up to individual taste whether you like Diablo Cody's style of writing or not. Um, similar thing with, uh, with Heather Regnier and the shows that she's worked on but the the fact of the matter is that i don't think that they have figured out how to make their two styles mesh and flow well in a story and i hope that that's what's going on right now is they're kind of sitting in a room hammering this out smoothing things together what's Um, uh what about like i assume they've already been filming the redo for a while then is this supposed to come out soon so no i mean upfronts uh happened a couple of days ago and upfronts if you don't know are just where uh it's about a week where networks will announce uh, their programming slate for the fall. Oh, okay. Um, so the reason that like like development season runs, um, I mean, it gets it gets very heated around February March every year um, because that's when you know a, a show would be greenlit to pilot or not. Right. Once it's greenlit to pilot, you know, it's done by the end of May. Um, I mean, I was looking at some of the dates just to make sure I had things right uh, for this uh, for this episode, and I think that date of the final draft um, was like May 16th or 17th, and then by the 25th, the pilot had been shot. Wow. Um, so, yeah, they move quickly. Mm. Uh, but this particular round um, of, of Upfronts didn't have anything to say about the Powerpuff Girls. It still just seems to be in development. Um, keeping in mind that that might mean that it's a mid-season show at some point, they pick it up, or it's just sort of a project that might end up kind of languishing. Um, yeah, especially, yeah. I, th- I mean, I am most surprised that, the th- that they kept the same two writers on though because i feel like if all that got out was the script and everyone hated that you would think the first course of action to ensure uh confidence in the people of the twitter sphere would be okay it's all right we've given it to new writers same crew same cast but just mm. some new writers with a different so i'm curious i mean that is super rare seems like yeah i, you know, I mean it's think... rare but honestly i can't i can't fault it because oh yeah no i can't i'm just surprised know. i yeah. i, I, I no, would always same. expect them to throw the creatives under the bus is mm-hmm. what i mean like the yeah first step like okay we'll get rid of the thing that caused the headlines to begin with yeah see that's what i mean about mark pedowitz and his team actually being actually just not listening to the loudest voice on twitter yeah well that Um, that is where they're just like we have contracts we have faith in these people this is part of the process Mm. um i'll also say that you know so much of what's going on with the cw right now is like i don't know it's there's a lot of uncertainty at the network because they are i think they're pending sale because it's part of one of these mergers where like discovery and paramount or something
something merged and technically the CW belongs to them. Right. And, and also they just axed a bunch of the DC shows. Yeah, too. they did. And so. it was one of those things where, I mean, lots of factors came into it, but it was just like, we're expecting the network to get sold. We don't, you know, we don't know what's going to get held over. Right. Period. We might as well make these choices as best we can now. Yeah. Um, so that's probably a contributing factor to why this, this uh, pilot hasn't been reshot. Um, is because they're just, you know, they just don't have the room for it right now, or it's not ready, the, or whatever. I wonder if the original pilot that they filmed will get leaked out there. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I don't um, think it'll be released officially. No, like not even on a DVD. Not. I think there's no. just too much bad faith around it. Mm-hmm. But you know, but I wonder it's... if it'll circulate somewhere. I would watch that. Mm-hmm. Which I guess sort of segues into our our final segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we sad or glad? Yeah. And I, weirdly enough, maybe it's because I don't really care about this project so much. I only took an interest in it because of what I had read of what had leaked and wanted to read more. Because I don't have much of an attachment to it and wasn't banking on it being good or wanting to hate watch it or anything. Kind of would have been glad just to see it and have a good, like, laugh and, like, have a drink and watch it with a bunch of people and mm-hmm. laugh at some of the cringe and have a good time. And that's why I mentioned maybe the original pilot will get out there somewhere because I'd like to see it. Why not? You know, yeah. I enjoy I enjoy a good watch of something kind of bad and i'm not really gonna want to watch the show you know if it does get made proper really like i don't think i'm gonna mm-hmm. be a regular viewer so as a curiosity um i don't know i'd, I'd watch it so especially in its like fully filmed form i guess mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, I think you're probably right that give it a couple years and that pilot will leak on the, uh, on the internet somewhere, yeah. especially if this, um, if this project doesn't go forward in, in, in another form. Yeah. Um, that's when things tend to leak out there. That, to be honest, is why, uh, why we're able to cover a lot of the scripts that we are, yeah. because they're not in current development and, um, you know, everything is, everything is done with them. They're sort of artifacts. Yeah. And at that point, they're a lot less likely They had a monkey, it. clearly. Or, or it was an all CG monkey. Either way, mm. you know, there was a monkey involved. Like, yeah, that means some production was done. Yeah, you know, I, I can't. You know, you can't really go wrong with a monkey. That's Clint, that's Clint Eastwood. Wow, that's a deep cut back to when he made a movie with a monkey. That's uh, one of the every which way things where they killed a monkey. What are you talking about? I have no idea. I've just oh. I just know that it's a thing that happened. Okay, that's all I need to know about it. Yeah, because there's a movie I, I want to say it's like Every Which Way But Loose or something like that where they just mm. like abused the shit out of this chimp the whole shoot or whatever. That's that's what I thought you were talking about for a no. second. They like Milo and Otis this chimp around for like the entire shoot that's and they killed so it. Sad. Yeah, sorry. Fuck well, I thought that's people. what you were talking about for a no. minute. I was like, whoa, dark. <laughs> I'm like, Wait, no, I don't think that was Clint Eastwood. So, oh. wow. And then I was, you know, funny enough, I was going to, when you said, uh, you know, nothing bad can happen when there's a monkey involved, I was going to take cheap route and mm-hmm. say, tell that to the Cincinnati Zoo. But you know what? The Powerpuff Girls script we read <laughs> already took a cheap Harambe joke. So I'm oh no better. God. I'm no better. All. Oh, all I have to say, I feel bad about it, but I'm no better. <laughs> but I'm not paid a million dollars to write it. So, true. Um, yeah, honestly, I am. I, it's pretty clear I'm glad that this didn't get made mm. um, in this format. It's just mean-spirited, and like I feel like I need a shower after reading it, yeah. uh, which kind of bums me out. Um, I am ha- like curious if anything will come of it, yeah. um, and I honestly, I don't know. I, I'm glad this didn't get made, but I would be curious to see somebody with a real clear vision take this on 
mm. and try and do something unique and fun with it. Yeah. I think there's there's possibilities out there. Mm. Um, you can never go wrong with like a story that has like strong strong character and center to it, which the original show did, mm. and which this um, didn't. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm thank God this isn't a series. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, thank God it's not Powerpuff Girls in Riverdale. Yeah. Oh, they'd cross them over. You know they would. Yeah. As yeah. as wonky and bizarre and much as much of a fever dream as Riverdale is, just, I'm glad that we don't have something else like it on the network. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, it was never my <laughs> never my thing. No. All right. Well, that is uh, Powerpuff Girls. We've yeah? Done it. We have done it. We survived um, with only superficial wounds to our psyche. Right, and unlike the crew behind this, we actually success- successfully finished and released something related to this Powerpuff Girls script. That's true. Um, so. All right. So I guess it's time for a little bit of housekeeping before we go. Right, right, right. I'll get my, I'll get my apron. Yes, get your apron, get your broom, your duster, French tickler. <laughs> Good heavens! Mm. All right. So, uh, as per usual, we are on all kinds of different streaming services now. We are live on Spotify. Mm. We are live on Stitcher. We are live on Apple Podcasts. Yes. Uh, so that's kind of the big three right now. If there are other platforms out there that you want us to be on, let us know. Um, we're consistently working to get this out to more and more platforms. Um, but right now, that's where you can find us. You can also, if you're not a big fan of podcast platforms, go to our website, unsanctionedbuffoonery.net, and download your own copies of every episode uh, from our series pages. Absolutely. Yeah, for very sure. Ex- very exciting. Yep, and we'll be working on uh, social medias for uh, for our little podcast network mm-hmm. uh, over the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So that will show up, and we'll give you more details on that when it happens. Yeah. It's um, the only other thing I have have to do is plug my own other show that i started oh i see how it is yeah this is exactly how it is all right well it is how it is talk about joy and happiness um (laughs) i (laughs) did you read this script i don't think there's room for joy and happiness in the world yeah exactly come on now that's what powerpuff girls taught me (laughs) that there is no joy in the world damn right Mm -hmm. just a just a big helping a whoop-ass stew to kick your ass i'm gonna go do a line of blow with cole sprouse I do that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I started a new show recently called Queer Cheer. Uh, the episodes are only about 15 minutes long, and the whole concept of the show is just that I take uh, different queer news, media, and personal stories um, and just weave them together so that you can take 15 minutes away from the hellhole that is the world and hear, like, some happy stuff, you know? It's sort of like uh, John Krasinski's uh, Good News show, but mm. I'm not going to sell mine. Sure. Um, yeah. And it's all about queer shit. So can't go wrong with that. That is also live on Spotify, Stitcher, and uh, Apple Podcasts. So please tune in. Uh, as always, like, follow, LNZ with us. Hello. Um, any ratings, any reviews, anything like that is just music to our ears. Mostly five-star ones. Though. Yes, all five stars. Yeah. Um, if not, I'm, oh, I'm going to fucking find you. Yeah. And Zach has a lot of free time on his hands, so you know he'll do it. You know I'll do it. Yeah. But any kind of rating, anything like that, taking 30 seconds to do that, puts our podcast in front of more ears, and we love that. Yeah. Um, for the nine of you who have listened so far, we love you. Keep listening. Yeah. Please come back. Absolutely. Uh, and today's episode sponsored by uh, Ajax. Ajax, right. Don't drink it. Put that down. <laughs> Put it down, Zach. Put it down. Stop dr- At least share if you're going to do that. God damn it. All right. Listen, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.